I also think that like what I would tell my younger self and what I would tell anybody that's kind of curious about starting a business is just go for it. I mean, I was very resistant of starting a business just because I, of those little things of little fears of like, what am I going to do for health insurance? What if, how, how am I going to go with, you know, not getting a paycheck every two weeks? Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Christina Orso of ChristinaOrso.com. Christina, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Christina so you could hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Christina is a Boston-based marketing expert who focuses on restaurant and food brands. As the former marketing director of a well-known restaurant group, blogger, and influencer, she decided to go out on her own to work with multiple brands on all things digital marketing. Christina helps her clients with a variety of marketing efforts, including social media, photography, influencer collaborations, email marketing, and much, much more. Christina, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit here, a little bit, more, little bit more about how you got started in your CEO story. Sure. Yeah. So like I, like you mentioned, I was full-time with a restaurant group in a marketing role. And all the while I had, you know, worked with various companies as kind of side hustles, you know, helping them with their marketing and kind of getting a feel of like what it would be like to work with a variety of brands. Um, I have an incredible mentor who was my former boss of the company I was with before, who kind of encouraged me to do what I had always been curious about, you know, form an agency of my own, working with multiple brands, restaurants and food brands. And um, after many, many conversations and, you know, exploring the idea of finally going out on my own, it it was about a six month period where I had told my former boss, I, I think I'm going to do this. And then, you know, less than three months later, it was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm pretty much jam packed. Like I have to quit my job now. <laughs> nice. um, so yeah, I just, I had a food blog when I was younger, always just really enjoyed, you know, a huge foodie myself, very interested in restaurants, but on the marketing side of having a blog, I really learned the ropes of marketing without, you know, having a marketing background or education. Um, so yeah, now I work with a ton of restaurants in the area and a couple of food brands and it's all in the digital marketing world. So, yeah. Nice. I definitely appreciate that and that, and that journey. And, and I think so many times people, you know, don't realize all the steps, like you mentioned, you know, having a food blog when you were younger and all of those things to me, and I don't know if you feel the same way, build up into who you are and what you end up being. So when you were able to have such, you know, rapid success, it wasn't just because you woke up one day and said, Hey, I want to start this business it was because you sounds like you've been quote unquote training for it for a while. Yeah, it's really interesting if you think about it, because yes, you do see people's businesses on a very surface level. You're like, oh, and you don't really think about how they got there. And the behind the scenes of, you know, me starting my blog at 25 years old and doing it for fun and writing because I was passionate about the, you know, restaurant industry. I even had no idea back then that it would turn into a, you know, a, an actual business 10 years later. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the the beautiful things about, especially you know, in this past year, but definitely in in, in many years to, to come, I imagine too. There's so many things that are rapidly changing that a lot of times it sounds like, 
um, if we go through, you know, with our passion, sometimes we, we um, try those things out, they can manifest themselves into things we never, you know, could have thought of when we started. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper here, a little bit more on how you're working with your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more of that? Yeah. So for my restaurant clients, everyone is local. I work with them as in a digital marketing sense. The primary service that I offer is social media. Um, I'm also unique as a business owner because I do photography as well. And there are often people who do what I do, who contract out the photography, uh, but I do both. So it's photography, social media, influencer marketing, email marketing, a little bit of website stuff, copywriting. So it's all things under the digital marketing umbrella. And each restaurant that I work with has kind of a different package of what their needs are, depending on, you know, what they offer and who they already have in house. So I kind of come in and fill the gaps. But for every restaurant, it's photography and social media at the very minimum. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I can imagine, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, especially for these strong, you know, um, I guess, image heavy personal, personal, um, personal uh, social media sites, like, you know, Instagram and probably Pinterest and sites like that. You, the imagery is so, so important so that you're able to kind of have that perspective when you're also, you know, managing the posts. I mean, that seems like it can go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for restaurants and food brands, we eat with our eyes. I mean, the right. first thing when you see something, you're like, now I have to go get that. And the purpose of, you know, the benefit of having a Facebook and an Instagram is that we push those photos out, to, you know, to make people drool and want to come right over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, would you consider that to be what I call like your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that ability to couple both of those to be able to, to get those people to drool and actually come in for your brands? Yeah, I, I think having come from not only having a food blog and taking a ton of pictures, you know, before it was cool to take pictures of your food, I was doing that. <laughs> and then everyone would make fun of me and stare, you know, flash would go off the table. And now it's like, now that I do this for a living, I'm like, I told you guys, this would be important one day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think really being able to capture an image and make it say, wow, on, you know, the internet is, is crucial. And I think that's where a lot of these restaurants are lacking on their social media as they're not putting, you know, consistently delicious, drool worthy photos. And, you know, not everyone, not everything is going to be hashtag food porn, but, you know, present it in a, a beautiful curated way on your feed is, is very important to get people in the door. Yeah, and that's absolutely huge. I love that you, you've been able to kind of couple both of those and you were ahead of your time, it sounds like as well, too. Yes, without <laughs> even knowing it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why a lot of times we just have to do what feels right. If it feels right to take a picture, then you go for it. And next thing you know, you have your agency and everything. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but I, I love that you said, you know, we as people, because I think that so many times, especially related to like digital marketing and so many things um, in business in general, we forget of why we're doing what we're doing and we're doing it for the clients. And you said that phrase, eat with your eyes, because I think that basically puts the um, the client, the consumer, the customer that can come in at the forefront. I think so many times we forget that in our businesses. Oh, totally, totally agree. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Sure. I have a couple of things. So the first book that like really, really helped me um, is called, it's called Side Hustle by Chris Gillibo. Mm -hmm. So even though in my full-time job, my former full-time job, I kind of had side hustles all the time. I didn't even know what it, you know, to call it a side hustle, <laughs> but this book basically teaches you how to take your side hustle side hustle into an actual business. And I was kind of already 
you know, feeling out the idea of doing this when I found this book, but I still, to this day, will go back to the book and like, just kind of reread certain sections Mm -hmm. because it really reiterates, like, if you have a passion or a hobby that you're really into and you can make money out of it, like, here's how you can do it. And here's how to stay organized and the steps that you need to take. So I love that book, but like an interesting tip that I've kind of learned along the way is to really get to know yourself as a person, as far as when you are productive, most people think like coming from a nine to five job that you, when you go out on your own, that you need to wake up at the same time you used to and start your day and finish your day around the same time. And of course you can do that, but I think it's really important to start to recognize like when your peak productivity is for me, when I was younger, I was definitely a night owl, but as I've gotten older, I've become more of a morning person, but I also recognize that if I get up early and churn out a couple of hours of work, that I burn out really quickly as well. So I try to, after a couple of hours, take a mini break, go for a walk with my dog, run some errands. Because if I sit at my desk and turn out six hours, it's just not as effective if I take breaks. So I have a very high and low type of productivity, but I recognize that and I just go with it instead of forcing myself to get things done in a certain time block, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I appreciate you for sharing that because I think so many times we hear that, um, you know, so-and-so gets up at 3 a.m. and, you know, they do this, that, and the third, and we automatically hear like, okay, that's the recipe for success. So I have to be able to do that. But I think that person who is able to be successful isn't doing it because they heard somebody else do it. They did it because that was what worked for them. And Mm -hmm. if we listen to certain, you know, people that have been successful, we'll hear that this so-and-so works up at, you know, 3 a.m. where another person that might wake up at nine and stay up until, you know, 11, exactly. 12 or one. And that's when we start to understand, we just lean into ourselves. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I love that book as well too, because I think, um, so many times we, we forget that some of the really phenomenal things that are created are because people are passionate about it. And especially in this day and age where you can start to connect kind of direct to consumer and direct to the people with people that things that you're passionate about, there's where brands opportunities and businesses can kind of grow from there at a time, you know, before where it wasn't necessarily as possible. Right. Yep. Definitely. Awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Sure. So the, my previous answer with, you know, knowing when you're most productive is kind of part of that. But Mm -hmm. I also think that what I would tell my younger self and what I would tell anybody that's kind of curious about starting a business is just go for it. I mean, I was very resistant of starting a business just because I, of those little things of little fears of like, what am I going to do for health insurance? What if, how, how am I going to go with, you know, not getting a paycheck every two weeks, all those like little insecurities that you have, you need to throw them in the trash and just do it, just go and just figure it out along the way. There were, there's going to be a lot of questions and uncertainties your first couple of years of business, and you can get off to a rough start, but have a mentor ask tons of questions. There's so much information on the internet, network as much as possible and just go. And I think too many people, including myself, spend too much time worrying about it not working out and you just have to figure it out along the way. I mean, if you really put your mind to something that you want to do, you'll figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's a a quote that kind of came to mind when you were saying that. I think it's, uh, you know, um, somebody's trying to take off the fly and it's like, what if I fall? But 
the mm-hmm. the alternative is like, but what if you fly? And I think yeah. if we never, ever try that, then we never have that opportunity to see those things come to fruition. And as you said, you know, even in your hack, I think so many times we forget too that our trying doesn't have to be, you know, mortgaging our house or, or taking out a hundred million thousand dollar, you know, whatever loan in order to make that happen. It can start off yeah. as a hustle, things that you're interested in and start to grow from there as well. Exactly. Oh yeah. I think that, I mean, I came up with the craziest like reasons of why I shouldn't start a business, why it was too risky. And when I look back at that now, I like laughed myself. I'm like, what was I thinking? I had no idea. Yeah. But I I think it's something that, um, you know, we all kind of experience, you know, in in addition to like imposter syndrome and all those things that sometimes kind of come up that stop you before you even get started. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can uh, tap into, you know, people like yourself that have had those fears and had those frustrations, myself included, and decided to do it anyways, and, you know, are in a better place as a result of it, hopefully it can help inspire so many other people. Exactly. Awesome. 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 Well, Christina, I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which mm-hmm. is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Christina, what does being a CEO mean to you? For me, it's about doing something that I'm super passionate about, but also that is helping brands grow. When I see the impact that, you know, me and my, you know, that my team and I are are able to make with just simple things of, you know, improving the photography or really, you know, creating a consistent social media feed, things that I am excited to do every day when they make a difference for a brand. That's what, you know, the whole reason why I started a business, it wasn't for those selfish reasons of wanting to make more money or go out on my own as much as it was to actually work with a variety of people network like crazy and really make a difference. Yeah, that's it. That's phenomenal. And I think that, you know, when we have that, our mission, our vision, our why, you know, as our North Star, as far as what it is that we do, then it starts to help everything, you know, align. And I think so many times we get caught up in the, the how, you know, what exactly we're doing, but that impact piece that you kind of spoke to, you know, really rings true for me, because I think when you start to really kind of stay in your zone of genius, do things that you're passionate about, and you're able to make an impact, that's when things go to another level. For sure. Awesome. 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 Well, Christina, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. Yes. So to learn more about me, my website is www.christinaorso.com, just my name. And my Instagram is the same thing at Christina Orso. I'd love for you to follow along. Awesome. 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 And we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that you can see all the awesome things that Christina is doing. And of course, some of that hashtag food porn that you mentioned as well, too. (laughs) So truly appreciate you for taking some time out and, and all the awesome work you're doing. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.